Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, um, my apologies for the last couple of days. Thank you to uh, Yonatan for uh, taking over. Uh, busy time in, in school and other things. Um, okay. Very <laughs> I know. Hazak. Um, so the second, we're in the second chapter of Masech Ketubot, and the second Mishnah, Mishnah Bet. So following Mishnah Yod deal with a Talmudic concept called a, a Amigo, or Amigu. Amigo is a rule that states that if somebody makes a claim, but that claim is a weak claim, and they could have said a better claim, a much stronger claim, then we believe them with the weaker claim. Because if they were lying, they would have said the more stronger, more stronger claim. Um, so um, that's the idea. So in the previous Mishnah, we had an opinion by Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Yoshua said that if a woman was found by her husband to be a non-virgin, this is what the, what, what, what the husband found out about her, and she claims, I was violated after Irusin, after the engagement. Rabbi Yoshua was the opinion that we don't believe her. Despite the fact, despite the fact that she could have had a better claim. She could have said, Mukat Etz. Remember Mukat Etz? Mukat Etz is, I was injured. I was injured by a piece of wood. What's the difference between saying I was injured by a piece of wood and saying I was violated after Irusin? If she says I was injured by a piece of wood, she's still kosher to a Kohen. Versus if she was a violated after Irusin, she can no longer marry a Kohen. So she had an opportunity to use a stronger claim here and say, this would still make her permitted to everybody. But she chose to say, I was violated after Irusin, even though she has a Migo. And she should technically believe, be believed with her weaker claim. Rabbi Yoshua in that Mishnah says, we don't believe her. The following Mishnayot that, that are coming now um, uh, uh, shows us where Rabbi Yoshua would accept the case of a weaker claim of, uh, um, of, the, of the Migo. And the first case involves two people who are arguing over a field. One of them is uh, currently using the field. He's growing uh, vegetables and so on. He's got a house there. And the other one claims that I, he's the rightful owner. What are you doing in my field? So this is the Mishnah. Rabbi Yoshua agrees that if the current user of the field says to the challenger, the guy who's challenging the ownership and says that it's mine, if the owner, if the current user says, This field used to belong to your father, but I bought it from him. I bought it from him 10 years ago. He is believed to say that he bought the field from his father and he could stay with the field. Why? The mouth that prohibited the field is the same mouth that permitted it. By admitting that the field was owned by this guy's father, by saying that, he prohibited the field to himself. He made it asur to himself. Because on this by saying it belonged to his father. Okay, then you're saying that the challenger is correct. But then he added that he bought the fields from the father, 
and that permits him to use the field because he could avoid it, the whole prohibition altogether, by saying, the land was always mine. A challenger comes and says, hey, what are you doing on my field? He says, what are you talking about? This is my field. He didn't have to say, this field belonged to your father. But, but the fact that he's saying, it belonged to your father and I bought it, he is believed. However, if there are edim, witnesses, that came and said, hey, what are you doing here? That belongs to the father. And then he says, I bought it from him. In that situation, he's not believed. He doesn't have a mego because he wasn't the one that made the original uh, claim. He could not have claimed that the field had uh, never belonged to the challenger's father because here we have witnesses that uh, that came in. Let's do uh, one more Mishnah. Uh, similar situation. Ha'edim she'amnu, if witnesses came and said, Ketav yadenu huze. This, this, uh, this is our handwriting for this uh, financial contract or whatever. This is our handwriting. Aval anusim ha'inu. But we were forced. We did not really witness alone. We were forced to sign. Or another situation. Ketanim ha'inu. We were, this is our handwriting, but we were young. We were 10 years old when we signed. Pesule edutainu. Or this is our handwriting, but uh, we were busy in the casino. When you're playing the casino, you're not kosher witnesses. Okay? Hare elu neemanim. In all these situations, they are believed to say that their signatures have no value because they could have made a stronger claim. We didn't sign the document. That's not us. But they made a weak one instead. They made a migo. However, if there are other witnesses who confirm that this is their handwriting, or if their handwriting was confirmed in a different document or in a different source, they are not believed to say that their signatures are invalid because they could not have made the stronger claim of we never signed it. They have no amigo to support uh, their weaker claim and therefore they are not believed. So we're going to, uh, next week, we'll continue along this Different types, different types of cases along the Inyan of Migo and Apesha Asar, who, Apesha Yitir.